Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. This is Peggy and Easy. Um, we're at Blog Talk Radio. I have a special guest tonight, um, David Kane, and he is he wrote a book called Forty One Signs of Hope about his son Nicholas. Um, Dave was born in 1948. He's an American radio talk show host, comedian, performance artist, and author. Kane was born in Rhode Island and currently still makes his home in the Ocean State. He was nicknamed the Pitbull of comedy in the 1980s during his time as a stand-up comedian. Kane is known for his passionate, sometimes confrontational style of talk radio, urging people to stand up for what they believe and to take action in the face of injustice. One of Keynes' off-spoken phrases is a well-known quote, often attributed to Irish philosopher Edmund Burke, all that is necessary for evil to exist is for good people to do nothing. Well, tonight we're going to do something, um, hopefully make you believers in the signs from our loved ones. Um, Kane, Dave also, um, he was a stand-up comedian, and he has a uh, show called uh, Father Misgivings. Um, his radio career has gone on for 40 years, and um, his son, Nicholas, um, at age 18, was the youngest victim of the Station Nightclub fire in 2003, in which 100 people lost their lives. In the wake of this tragedy, Kane became a strong proponent of fire safety awareness and the enforcement of strict laws for administration of fire safety inspections in public buildings. 
Okay, and again, like I said, he wrote the book, 41 Signs of Hope, and we're going to be discussing his book, and uh, we're going to go from there. So I'm going to bring him on the line. Um, also, my co-host, Melissa, will be a little late tonight, so we'll bring her on later. So I'm going to bring Dave on now. Hold on, please. Good evening. Hi. Hi, Dave. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thanks for inviting me to be on. Well, you've got me a nervous wreck tonight. I'm sitting here having a beer. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah, I'm just got back the meeting. Did you? Oh, great. Oh, no, that no, makes I'm me feel kidding. great. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, I'm not driving. I'm, I'm sitting in the house, not the car. So, anyhow, um, anyhow, being that you've been in this field for 40 years, I'm a newcomer. It's uh, eight weeks into my or eight uh, shows into my career here doing the show. But like well, you, I'm an years, author. You would think I would be. Uh... Forty years, you'd think I would be better at it than this. <laughs> well, I hope. Well, I hope you're better than I am. <laughs> but you know what? I've talked to you before the show, and I, I'm also kind of comical, you know. And uh, that's what life's about—to be happy and to uh, live, love, and just be happy. And um, you know, we have very similar stories. And I'll tell you, I really think your Nicholas and my son Marcus are definitely as I've seen you on Bob Olson's show, or I've heard you on Bob Olson. And also the um, the two women uh, that you went on the Sixth Sense of Beyond with uh, yeah. Christina and and um, oh gosh, what's the, the oh, oh, oh um, the Gla- um, Catherine Catherine yeah, uh, Catherine. and it's kind of yes, and it's kind of ironic because I've I've talked to Catherine after I, I just. I swear Nicholas and Mark hooked us up, obviously, because when we we start talking about the similarities and the signs and what have you, I found out Catherine, who lives up near you, went to the same high school as my daughter in in New York. What are the chances of that? You know, and your forty-one is my two-two-two and my twenty-two. And um, I have to share one thing, and I, I then I want you to tell your story. Uh, when I was going over your trailer uh, for your movie, when your son Nicholas' band started playing on that, which I'm going to play that song tonight with your permission. Do you know when that song started on the on the um, as far as the timing? Yeah, no, I don't. It was twenty-two. My son's numbers. Oh, great. And, great. It ends with, and it ends with 41, your son's numbers. Yeah. So, you know what? Let's hear about you, Dave. To, go ahead. Give it to me. Well, <laughs> I, I think, first of all, I think it's important to point out that, that I do think that Nicholas and Mark and maybe Meg have all hooked up with each other. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I get many, many con, uh, contacts from people literally all over the world who tell me that uh, right. my son has done somehow jumped into their lives after they've either seen the interview with Bob Olson or read about my book or read my book, etc. So I'm very... Right. Um, I guess I should start by telling you that, you know, Nikki was the youngest victim of the Station Nightclub Fire, which was the fourth largest nightclub fire in this country's history. 100 people mm-hmm. died, 200 people seriously injured. Um, right. And the most interesting part of this, and the reason the book is called 41 Signs of Hope, it's because Nikki had a thing for the number 41. Get in the car with me, see Dad. Look, it's 241. We see a license plate. Dad, look, 4141. And we never Wait, knew what I, this was. A- Dave, you said, well, I, of course I've read your book, okay? And I noticed well, that, that the 41 yeah. began, huh? <laughs> well, I said that the, was a uh, mistake. 
<laughs> oh, stop it. You, did you read mine yet? Oh, my God. <laughs> but anyhow, um, the 41 I saw began on a little hat that he had well, on his head why, when he that's, was a, that's a toddler. I'm, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm about to get to that. So, okay, I'm uh, sorry. Hang on. Go ahead. I'll get there. Oh, no, no. Okay. okay. Um, it's um, really bad having two radio hosts on at the same time. <laughs> You're the professional. Go for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think the, uh, the important thing is, is to mention, as I started to say, was that uh, he had a thing for the number 41, and we never knew what it was about. We didn't understand its origin. Uh, we uh-huh. didn't know why this number. And um, when Nikki passed, he was 18 and 23 days, 41. Uh, right. the, station nightclub is, the station nightclub is at latitude 41.41. Mm-hmm. The fire call box wow. to the station is 4414. And on the cover wow. of the book is indeed a picture of Nikki, as you started to mention. Uh, mm-hmm. And in the, uh, in the picture, his mom is holding him. He's about four months old. He has a little baseball uniform on, and the number on the cap is 41. Mm-hmm. So this began years before it came to fruition with us. And it's very interesting and very moving, and we deal with it every day and embrace it every day because Nikki lets us know that nobody goes anywhere, that he's around us always. Exactly, exactly. I found that with uh, Megan Marcus, too. As you know, my um, – I, I don't know how much you know, but my um, my only daughter died at 28 on Mother's Day 2002. And um, – from the night that she had passed, uh, I started getting the signs. And I'll share that one sign. The, the first sign that night, um, uh, my husband and I were separated, but I was staying at his house that night because we were both a wreck, of course, and what have you. And um, I was on the phone with my, my younger brother, who's now a minister. And I said to him, I said, because Peg, you know, and he has a calming way with me. He, he's able to calm me down. And I said, I just want a sign from her. All of a sudden, my husband's stereo, the CD changer started going in and out. The lights were flashing all over. The music was playing. It freaked me the hell out. And I'm screaming. I woke up everybody in the house. But then from then on, it went to one thing after another, the butterflies, the rainbows, the hug, blah, blah, blah. What the, what's that's what the name of my book is about, all the signs. So go proceed, Dave. Tell me, tell me more about Nicholas. Well, I think that that's the basics. And then we began to have signs that just go on and on. I mean, I mean, there are so many. I mean, the book is just an sample of the early signs. But since that mm-hmm. time, we continue every, every day, our friends, our relatives, uh, people mm-hmm. who we never met, contact us and talk to us about signs they feel they've gotten from Nick. And it's just amazing, and it's been very great, very gratifying. And he wants me to tell others that our loved ones don't go anywhere, that they're around us and with us always, and we're not to be mm-hmm. afraid. Uh, right. He wrote a play a year before he died called They Walk Among Us. The play is and I want to tell you something about that, too, when you're done. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. There's something. The last chapter of my book is called Angels Amongst Us. I don't know if you knew that. It's crazy. I mean, go ahead. Continue about the play because I I actually um, downloaded, the, like I said, the movie, the trailer, and I, you know, I I, I I want to tell people who are listening about it, so I know you know about it, but I want to tell people who are listening about it that he's written this play 
called mm-hmm. They Walk Among Us. The play is about teenagers who die and come back as angels. He wrote it just a mm-hmm. year before he passed. And wow. this was another example to us that he knew what was happening on some level, although I'm sure he didn't know it consciously, that something was right. going to happen. And from then, um, the rest, as they say, is history. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Now, Nick was also a musician. I um, actually downloaded your trailer, and like I said, while I was watching it, it's it's uh, 4.1, another 41 sign, and I I didn't know whether to play the whole trailer on the show, but when his singing started, when when he started doing the music, like I said, it was obviously him and Marcus together because it started on 22, 2-2. So if you yeah, have, you know go yeah. back and see that I mean there's definitely the you know these two boys I, I I know Nicholas your son my son Marcus my even though my daughter has given me signs many 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 signs and I write about my book and I have I have actually three more books coming out also because there's I couldn't fit everything in one book and it's been crazy from when they rally uh, right before they pass because my children's father died nine months before uh, Marcus did. And uh, we actually lost three generations in nine months. Um, I have two other boys that are healthy, and they lost their 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 father, their grandfather, and their brother all in nine months. So that's been a lot to deal with for everybody. And I, I know you also have three other sons, um, David, Billy, and Chris, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. How are they uh, handling things? Did you are they how so how, the boys, how are they coping? The boys are doing fine, of course. The boys are receiving their own signs in so many ways. And uh-huh. uh, they've all got their own uh, their own careers going. Billy is a is an opera singer and David is a is an actor and uh, uh-huh. and Chris is a is a stage director. Chris um uh-huh. uh, directed uh, They Walk Among Us, the the play They Walk Among Us, which is also out and available. Uh and uh-huh. um, Billy sang and David played the part that Nikki wrote for himself, which was, of course, the lead. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so um, they're all getting, of course, hear from Nick on so many levels, and we all share mm-hmm. it with each other. And it's very important. You know, Nick's music is interesting because Nick uh, took, um, told us he wanted to learn to play the guitar. So we said, you right. know, like all parents say, um, you know, you can learn, but you've got to promise to practice. And you got to take uh-huh. lessons and yada, yada, yada. Well, he took four lessons and proceeded to write 50 songs. Wow. Terrifically prolific writer. Uh, great, great job on the stuff. Sounds great. And, mm-hmm. and um, his last song, or one of the last songs that he wrote, um, the lyrics were, Send me a sign and tell me that you love me, a sign nobody else will see. Um, really? I'll never go away from you. You've got me. Send me a sign. I'll try to believe. So he so, obviously had a premonition this was going to happen. Oh, absolutely. Something absolutely. Yes. yes. Yeah. You know, they do say, I mean, from what I've read and what I, I do believe, like you, I'm a believer, obviously. And um, they say we, we we plan our journey. And we come into this world to learn lessons. I tell everybody, you know, people tell me, how do you do it? You've lost so many. You've lost two kids, blah, blah, blah. 
And I'm like, you know what? We really do. It's we we're in school here. I mean, it's just like you know your kids starting in kindergarten through twelfth and on to college and what have you. It's all about the lessons, you know. And I think the the main lessons is to bring us to the level of complete love, you know. And I think losing children. I mean, having children in general. I mean, you lose yourself. You you learn um, a way of love that you never knew. You know, but I think they bring us, especially us that have lost children, to a different different level. You know, because we're in a whole different category than any other uh, any other person that that's gone through a loss. Uh, would you say so? I mean, it's different. Uh, it's a different feeling. It's just it's like you're. I tell people my my heart's been ripped out of me. Half of my heart has been ripped out of me. You know, I've lost parents and a brother and sister and husband and, you know, a lot of friends. But, the you know, the bereaved parent is a whole different category. It's just, you know, it's just, you know, well, what are your feelings on that? Well, I, I, I wouldn't, um, personally, I wouldn't uh, put myself uh, in a position um, above uh, anybody else who's lost somebody. I mean, everybody has their own loss. Uh, my, mm-hmm. my thing is to... To let people realize that these people haven't gone anywhere. One of the problems that I have is with the concept that we keep saying the words "lost." I mean, even right. mediums believe we keep saying hey, these people haven't gone anywhere. They're right with us. Mm-hmm. And, and exactly. one of the things we need to do is to um, is to teach people uh, mm-hmm. that lesson that people haven't gone anywhere and that they're exactly. with us. So stop saying the words "lost." I mean, we. Even like I said, even mediums who deal with people all the time will say, "Well, I have a client mm-hmm. who lost her mother." Well, the medium is right. trying to tell you, you "Haven't lost anybody," and yet they use that phrase. Yeah, I think it's not so much. I mean, it's maybe be uh, you know, from my own you know hypothesis of the whole thing is, you know, from the human sense. I mean, I wrote a poem around. Um, I, I also write poetry. I have a poetry book coming out. And I sometimes wake up in the middle of the night and it just, I get moved, I do it, and for whatever reason. And it really touched a lot of people around the holidays. It's called um, Empty Chairs at the Table. You know, I think what they mean by loss, and speaking as a brief parent and mother, what have you, um, the loss of the uh, from the human aspect of it. You know, it's we know, I mean, you... Between your book and and the and and the number forty one and me with the two two twos and the twenty two, we know the signs are there. I've had so many signs. I read your book. You had, I mean, the forty one is powerful with you, like the twenty two and the two twenty two with me. We know they're around us. I've had lights going off and phone calls with numbers coming up my phone and nobody on the other end. And I I also um, when I was reading your book. I saw the part of in the fire when they found the cell phone. You, would you like to talk about that? Sure. Um, well, it was very. It was a very tough situation. Uh, after the fire, we didn't hear from anybody for mm-hmm. four days. We hadn't heard from any of the um, uh, officials or anybody, and we knew that mm-hmm. of course Nikki had passed there, but we didn't hadn't heard anything. And I was right. answering all of our. All, I was answering all of our. Um, phones, our, my, my wife's cell phone, my cell phone, our home phone, mm-hmm. my business phone. I was dealing with the media and talking to everybody, etc. And But we hadn't, of course, heard about Nick yet. And on Monday, right. uh, four days after the fire, 
we got a, a, a call on Joanne's phone uh, mm-hmm. that was from Nikki. So, of course, wow. I got very upset, and I, I I contacted the phone company, and there was nobody there when I picked it up. So I got a hold of the phone company, and they traced the call for me, and they said the mm-hmm. phone had been turned on uh, at a certain time earlier in the day, and then it had been turned off, and then it turned on again. And I thought, well, maybe... During the know, time of the call, you mean? No, it was turned it was on during, during the just the time it, of the it, call. During the day, it had been turned on and then turned back mm-hmm. off itself. And, wow. Um, then, um, so I thought, well, maybe rescue workers found it. Maybe this was, you know, now we're going to hear. And, and sure enough, that night I got the call, as you well know, you have to go and <clears throat> speak to somebody. And uh, who exactly. formally uh, inform you of the passing of your child. And so I right. did that. We got that call at 11 o'clock that night. Well, two days mm-hmm. later, I went to the, um, to the funeral home to pick up Nick. And the only thing they got from Nikki that he wasn't wearing was his cell phone. And mm-hmm. when we got it, the cell phone did not work. It had been waterlogged. So we now know that it was somehow Nikki letting us know that, that our... Now, who who actually the found the, the phone? Um, the the, the well, firefighters found the phone the and brought it to the funeral home? Or? Probably found it. But yeah, right. Uh-huh. And how long after the fire did they find it? Like, Please? Mm-hmm. What? Oh, I got you. Okay. No, I just, I just, you know, I wanted to know how long after the fire. You said there was four days had had four gone days, by, yeah, right. yep. and yep. that's when the, the phone appeared. Wow. Well, that's oh when we got God. the call. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a couple of uh, things I want to bring up. First of all, how I found you. I'm not even going to get a question. It just happened. Uh, obviously, it was Nick bringing me to you and Mark because, you know, you and I both have a mission. Obviously, I I believe that we've all gone through this because we both have missions in life, and I think we're both on the same level with that. And um, two very interesting things after reading your book and also seeing you uh, on that show with uh, Christina – or Catherine, I'm sorry, Glass – uh, that, like I said, went to my daughter's high school, what's the chances of that? It's crazy. Um, was the carousel you were holding on the show. Can you tell me about the significance of the carousel? Because I have my own story with Mark about the carousel also that looked almost identical to it. Well, uh, um, Nikki, uh, that, first of all, the one on the show was not ours. It was uh, No, 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 I understood that, but show. I mean, yeah. it, rep- it represents. It represents. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, well, uh, Chris, the oldest boy, uh, on Mother's Day of the year Nikki passed, he wanted to find a, a perfect present for his mother. And uh, mm-hmm. when you get a, a mother, uh, you know, I mean, on Mother's Day, I mean, very yeah. tough. And so he, being the Even Christmas, tougher you know, when you lose him on that day, it's terrible. <laughs> I, I have a very hard time celebrating that day. I really do. It's horrible. Um, yeah. Um, and so... Um, Chris wanted to get wanted to get a special present for his mom. Mm-hmm. So being the right. big spender that he is, he went to a flea market. And, uh, <laughs> uh, when he, well, there's really uh, another part of this too, but I'll just tell this part about the the um, music box. Now I want to hear it all. He found, we got two hours. Uh, well, yeah, no, I, I've only got an hour, but I'll, I'll be glad to, to, oh, do, okay. to do it. Oh, I can't squeeze about again, but um, well. Before Nikki passed, he was in the um, bedroom with Chris and his wife, and he mm-hmm. 
had his guitar and he was trying to get them to sing along. Uh, and he said, let's all sing songs from that great musical Carousel. And, and, wow. and the songs had nothing to do with Carousel. It was just a bunch of rude songs that he made up about his relatives. Everybody was laughing. I love it. And, I love the kid. Yeah, and, um, and then after he said to, to Chris, he said, you know, I don't know why I said that because I don't even know what Carousel is about. Well, Carousel wow. is, about a, is about a young man who passes and comes back to watch over his family. And mm-hmm. Nikki didn't know that. Well, um, when it came to be Mother's Day, as I said, Chris wanted to get the perfect present, so he went to a flea market. And when he gets to the flea market, they're playing the soundtrack from the musical Carousel. Now, oh, my God. Nobody plays that anymore. So Hell no. So <laughs> So then he found this music box, very nice hand-wound, that played a song from Carousel. So he got mm-hmm. that for his mom, and on Mother's Day he gave it to her, and we listened to it. It was very nice. And then that night uh, we, we put the music box on a shelf where we have with Mickey's pictures and stuff. And that night um, Chris, called, we're out, Chris and Leah were having Chinese food in the living room, and uh, mm-hmm. they called to us, a mom, Come here, quick, Mom, come here. We ran in, and the music box, the hand-wound music box, started to play all by itself mm-hmm. at 9.41. And it's wow. 9.42. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my and gosh. So when I went on that show, and uh, they had uh, they had the... Um, and they handed... Uh, you had no idea they were going to hand you a carousel, right? Yeah. It's like a challenge, yeah. No, I had no idea. Well, I'll tell you. Right. Wow. Well, my my thing with my carousel, I um, yeah. you know, I, I I worked for years in many fields. I had my own home care business for years. Um, I um, I did Avon on the side. I always worked having two two or four kids with cystic fibrosis. It was uh, I had to work around them. Uh, it was very expensive, even with the health insurance. There were a lot of things they didn't cover. Well, to make a long story short, I sold Avon. I had one year got myself this carousel that still sits on my front table, and it plays um, the Christmas carols. My first episode with the carousel was after I moved into my pl- new place because um, Mark was I, – I have, on top of my two children having cystic fibrosis, so I have multiple sclerosis. So my other place had a lot of stairs. We had to move. So we have a beach house. I still live on the beach. I was a victim of Hurricane Sandy a year ago, so that's another story in itself. But anyhow, um, the first time, you have to press a button for that thing to play, and the the first time it ever played by itself, I was sitting on my deck looking at the Hudson River, and it was around my dad's birthday, and I said, Dad, send me a sign. I was very close to him. He, My dad was a musician, um, worked his other jobs, but played with the, the uh, local Westchester Symphony Orchestra at times, um, played uh, accordion at a German, he was German-American, um, at, at a German uh, restaurant. And how apropos, all of a sudden, this music box, music, it wasn't even a music box, a music carousel, started playing by itself. So I felt it was a sign from him. The only other time it happened was the last day, two days before Christmas in 2010. Mark was very ill. Um, he, he, was, he needed a double lung liver transplant. And um, he didn't want to go back to the hospital that day, and he was really in bad shape. And I kept going in, and he kept saying, no, I don't want to go, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. And that was his last day home. He died a, a month later, a month and a half later. And 
just as I went in to talk to my boyfriend at the time and said, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. The carousel started to play the music. I felt someone, probably his sister, was coming to tell me, you've got to call 911, and I did. By the time the ambulance got here, the paramedics, Mark's blood pressure was 75 over 11. Over 11. He would have been dead within minutes. So that was a warning to me to call the ambulance, you know. And then when I saw, I, I something just drew me to that show that day with, with uh, the, the Sixth Sense. Um, and I saw the carousel, I almost had a heart attack. I'm like, oh my God, you know, this is, this has definitely got to be a sign. And I really do feel Nikki's strong presence with me, you know, besides my own, that drew us together. And ironically, right before the show started tonight, my theme song for the show, guess what the name of it is? <laughs> this hit me right before know. the show. It's Carousel. 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 I didn't, you know, it, I've had issues with, you know, being my own show and what have you and the copyrights and blah, 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 um, which I also have some music on tonight and I don't normally play it, but my friend was in, um, I, I, I studied your bio and I know you like oldies, okay? And this is for you tonight, Dave. <laughs> my friend right. was is Ron, Ron Bassett. He took over for Johnny Maestro with the crest, 16 Candles, and along with some of his other music. And Ronnie goes, go ahead, use my music. And when I saw how much you loved it, and I haven't used it on a show yet, and I, I said, you know what? Tonight, Nikki's telling me to do it for Dave, you know? So in between, we take our little breaks, um, and uh, I have a few of Ron's songs who just recently, this past year, it was also, he was my next-door neighbor, and he was also a victim of Hurricane Sandy. His house was so destroyed, he had to move. And uh, right after that, he developed lung cancer and just beat lung cancer. So I feel like we're all being joined together for all our purposes and what have you. And uh, so anyhow, it's, yeah. it's the music tonight is for you and Nick. And oh, uh, at one point, I would love to play one of Nick's songs. And um, um, to tell me more about the play. I, now I know you you're like me. I have a wish foundation for it now for children with cystic fibrosis, trying to grant wishes while they're still in a semi healthy state and what have you so they can enjoy them. I know you do a lot of fundraising and part of the what I've read about you, part of the uh, the proceeds for the play or, or the proceeds from the plays and the, the movie um, go to charity and what have you for, what is it, other fire victims or Well, we have, we have a couple of, uh, Nikki, Nikki, Nikki has a couple of uh, uh, organizations that uh, we do. We have a Nikki Hill Foundation uh, which mm-hmm. uh, helps young people uh, get music lessons and get trained in theater, etc. And uh, we have um, uh, we have another one um, on the other side uh, that has to do with uh, also with, with theater too, at the Stadium Theater. In mm-hmm. So that's what, that's right. what we do with, with that stuff. And um, so it's been you know, we've been very lucky to have a lot of success and a lot of people who are interested. Uh, in hearing more about Nick, his music, uh, I can right. just tell you that uh, it was, it was, it was unbelievable. I mean, he, he, all of a sudden he wanted to play uh, the guitar. Like I said, he said to right. his mom, "I'd like to play that." And this kid could play guitar like, you know, you go to a cocktail party and there's a guy at a piano and you say, "Play Misty for me," <laughs> you know, and he, and right, he just, right, 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 play, play it again, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and uh, and Nicky could do that with a guitar. 
I'd never mm-hmm. seen that before. I mean, he could just play anything. Uh, it was it was astounding his his natural ability. He's an, and he's he wrote, a natural. He was a natural. Uh, absolutely, and ingenious. And and the I mean the, the lyrics and and the music is unbelievable. His uh, and so we were astounded that his entire life he showed himself to be far more than you would expect mm-hmm. from somebody. Else. All of his writing was like that. Um, right. And uh, of course the play was like that. And so it continues, mm-hmm. and we're you know, very thankful for it. Wow, wow. Well, you know what? I'm going to keep you on hold because, you know what? I'm doing everything manually because I've had some technical problems since yesterday. Okay. But uh, yeah. is it okay now if I play uh, next song? Sure, of course. The, the one that I said on the trailer? Okay. Hold yeah. on. I'm going to keep you on because I have my speakers ready, and I'm going to go to this song. Okay, bear with me. And it's very easy to find because I'm going to start them right at 22. <laughs> I actually have the actual trailer, uh, but, you know, he made it easy for me with a tutu. Good. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> All right. Here we go. We're right at it. Here we go. Turn on the radio. All I hear is static. When you're in that place, it's automatic. Oh, cause you seem lost. Cars keep flying down the road I need to cross. Love that song. Absolutely. Yeah, and that Forgotten Bliss. Very nice. Yeah. What was that? Um, one of his first, or um, when did oh, well, he ask you write that? that? That's off his album. Uh, Plug the album. Can evening. we buy the album? Or uh, actually, uh, you, you can. Um, uh, you can go to a forty-one the movie dot com, and from that site, you should be able to get his album. And wow, it, uh, he's got a little Bon Jovi going on there. <laughs> oh know, yeah, he's definitely yeah, got very, very Bon Jovi. Cool. Yeah, yeah, oh and the name gosh. of the, uh, the 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 band was Shrine, S H R Y N E, and uh, well, that's and kind of ironic. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, the whole Shrine. Wow. I <laughs> has been like this. 
his entire exactly. And, and the longer it goes, the more we mm-hmm. learn, the more we find it. It's unbelievable. And that's what it's all about, um, you know, Dave. Yeah. It really is. Something else I wanted to bring up, I found another um, – I don't believe in coincidences. I believe it's all – everything happens for a reason. But uh, I was reading in your book about – now, I'm hoping I have his name right – Sam, Nikki's friend Sam, who lost his sister Grace, right? Yes. Well, yes. ironically – Another ironic, and I write ironic a lot. <laughs> it's kind of like an OCD thing or something, or ADD. Um, my daughter's middle name was Grace, and that oh, happened yeah. by a fluke because she was named after my mother-in-law who passed in 1970 while my husband was in Vietnam, and uh, my late husband. And um, my, I didn't realize when I named her Margaret Grace, Meg was her nickname, I named her <clears throat> excuse me, for my mother-in-law that had passed. And then during her christening, my father-in-law turned to me and he says, you know, my wife's real name was Margaret Ann. I said, huh? I said, where did the Margaret Grace come in? He said Grace was her confirmation name. So Grace kind of like stood out. Uh, It just, and she was stuck with it, you know. But when Uh I saw the story of Sam and the Grace, that's another connection with us, you know, along with the, the numbers and the carousel yeah. and what have you. So can you yeah. share a little bit of Sam, Sam and Nikki's story well, with Grace? Well, um, and... yeah. Uh, the, there was a, an all-children's theater that Nikki was part of, and he was older uh-huh. than Sam. And um, uh, there was, when he wrote this play, They Walk Among Us, he originally wrote it uh, to be part of a, of a uh, um, a, a competition, if you will, a, a play competition that he just put this together and he told us about it and we kind of didn't know much about it. As a matter of fact, we didn't even know the play ex- existed or was finished until after he passed and one of Nikki's friends mm-hmm. one of Nikki's friends um, called us and said right. that she had this play in the bottom mm-hmm. of her closet. She found it in the bottom of her closet and he had given it to her to read. And in wow. the play is a reference of there is Grace the Angel. Now Sam's mm-hmm. Sam's sister Grace, younger sister, passed right. from the same disease that um, uh, Jim Henson had. Uh, she wow, from the Muppets, right? Very ill. Yeah, and she got very ill and passed in a matter of two or three days. Uh, and right. She was very young, but in the play wow. that Nikki had already wrote. Um, now, Nikki, by the way, had befriended Sam, the older boy, and when Grace passed, um, Nikki and, um, wrote him a nice note, and he performed a, a song for him and wrote a song to help him out. And then we find out that um, Nikki um, wrote about Grace the Angel, and in the, in the play, Grace talked about how she would want to know why you know, her, her sibling passed. <laughs> so he, she, he has Grace the Angel talking about her own passing uh, in the play. Now, was, you know, um, not to back up. Now he wrote this play before Grace passing because I, when I yes, read in the book, he, wrote, he passed he less than a year. Uh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, she had passed. He had written the play before she passed, and then really? he, after she passed, a year later, Nikki passed. Right, right. And it right. was very, very tough for, uh, for Sam. For Sam, Because he had lost yeah. his little sister, and then Nikki had befriended him to help him through that, and then Nikki was passed. Mm-hmm. And so, what did, what did so, they have? I forgot what um, um, Jim Anson had. 
What was the disease? Uh, it, you was, it, it was a viral disease that just came over them quickly. Uh, like a meningitis? Or? And it, yeah, it's a form of meningitis, I think, but it's very, mm. very uh, severe. And uh, wow. they, both, they both passed in a matter of days. It's suddenly ill. Wow. And then, but here, I'll oh tell my you goodness. one, though. Here's, here's, here's one that nobody knows. I say nobody knows. That'll be great. But this is one that, that, that you will really be interested in. Mm-hmm. Grace's mother, Grace's mother and father, Grace's mother is Anne Hood. Anne Hood is a famous author. Uh, oh, really? Yes, she's a very famous author. You look up. What has she written? Google Anne Hood. Um, I, I can't even begin to, to tell you. There's a whole bunch of stuff that she's written. But the, okay. the, the interesting part about this is that is that after Grace had passed and they had gone and separated, gone through all of this, at one point she and her husband decided they were going to adopt a child. So they really? decided wow. to adopt a Chinese girl because in, in China, mm-hmm. of course, the girls are not revered, and they right. you know, they they're, they're one very, son per family. I know that. Yeah, right and now. it's easier. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's easier to get. So anyway, they they adopted this Chinese girl. Mm-hmm. And what happened was, it was very interesting. What happened was, they adopted the girl and they got the girl. And the Chinese government is so dismissive of these babies. They don't even exactly. have their birth dates. They just make up birth dates and put them on their kids. So oh my they goodness. just really know what birthday they have, you know. But when they got the baby, the baby's birth date she was given was the same day that Grace passed. Really? What was the date that Grace yeah. passed? Do you know? I don't. And uh, okay. I, don't, I don't have it in front of me. I have it somewhere. Um, and okay. so here's, here they get, and I'm telling you this, by the way, at 741, uh, that, that, um, <laughs> that Grace... Grace's birthday was you. Excuse me. Grace, the day Grace passed was the date that the Chinese government chose to give this baby that they they adopted. Oh my gosh! Talk about Penny from heaven. Huh? No, yeah. Like so I said, no coincidence. No coincidence. None. It's None. all meant. It's all written. Exactly. We don't understand it, and like we were we were previously talking about, it's like when people say, you know, I lost, I lost. It's the human aspect yeah. of it um, that I found. I mean, I even um, I have some. I've had. Yeah, but um, I'm, I'm I was very sick. About, of, I'm just talking about trying to get us to change our verbiage. We've got to find exactly. another way to say that. So that's what I'm talking about. No, I, no, I totally agree with you. To, to be brought well, up you know, you know, Dave. People think that we're insane with our books, and they think we're insane yep, because, yep. well, we've lost kids. And I had someone that I've known for a long time say to me last night that had experience, but she goes, "I don't tell anybody because they think we're crazy." Well, you know what? Well, I don't give a damn. They're not. They're not paying my exactly. a friend of mine last that's night. Great. I don't yep. care. They're not paying my bills. I no, know what I've seen. Exactly right. I know yeah. that God has given me a job to do. Um, I know he he gives us all jobs to do. We all have a callings. I'm 60 years old. I know you're you were you're what 60. Well, I won't mention ages, but I know you were born a few years before me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, but anyhow, you and I grew up in the same age. We listen, grew up in the same age. I tell people age. all the time. Listen, it's like if you come to my house for a Christmas mm-hmm. dinner or a Christmas party, right. And I say to you, right. the buffet is in the kitchen. And you mm-hmm. don't go into the kitchen to eat. That's not my fault. 
Exactly. So I'm telling people where the buffet is. I'm telling people exactly. the good news. I'm telling yeah, people wake up. what happened to me, and now you can do what you want. You said earlier, yeah. I heard you say when you started uh, tonight, talking about convincing people. I don't want to convince anybody. I'm not nope, interested nope. in convincing Free will. anybody. Free will. My job is I, just tell them what I know, and then they yep. can choose what they want to do from that. That's What's that statement, Dave? Audience. Don't kill the messenger, right? Well, <laughs> don't kill don't, the messenger. That's okay. They can kill him, man. I'm, I'm fine. I'm no, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. because, you know, I really, I mean, I've always been like you, and I've, I've read some of your history and with the radio show because I think we're a lot alike that way. I don't care what I say. I mean, I care yeah. about people. I love life. I love people. I love my children that are here and that aren't here. But I don't give a damn as long as you're not paying my bills. Excuse me. Excuse you know? Me, they're all here. Yep. Excuse me. They're all here. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're all here in a different way. Yeah, in yeah. a different way. Yeah. In a different way. Yeah, we have – you know what, Dave? Some, someday we, we have to talk personally and come up with a new term for this. How about that? Maybe right. that's yeah, not we Yeah, we've got to rethink. You know, people say – I heard somebody say on the air, so-and-so passed. Oh, he would have been so-and-so age today. Or this mm-hmm. would have been his birthday. Well, it's still his birthday. And he's still exactly. or whatever it is. This is all exactly. the way been, and this is one of the black the blocks that mm-hmm. we run into when we talk about this stuff. These exactly. are the blocks we run into. Well, you know what? Well, ironically, today is um, the first major passing in my life was my sister's husband, my late sister's husband. And today is 23 years ago. My my brother-in-law Harold passed away. And tomorrow is my oldest son Don's 39th birthday, which is um, I'm going to be playing um, Ron's 16 Candles, even though my son's going to be 39. And that's for the both of you. Because you like the oldies, and I love it, so do I. <laughs> but it's kind of like a happy birthday to my son, and you're 16 forever, you know. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. I, you know, people see me, and I actually I'm going on a uh, retreat and a motivational um, uh, speaking engagement in May, uh, talking to other grieving parents, kind of like a private retreat down in Virginia Beach. And um, one of the things is. People, like, look up to me. It's like, oh, wow, you, how do you do it? I said, what do you mean, how are you? You're strong? I said, it's not about strength. You have two choices after in anything in life. It's do or die, okay? It's a, not, a, not a matter of strength. I chose, and I use this term on every radio show, and people are getting sick of it, I turn lemons into lemonade. You know, our children are around us. Um, they want us, you know, for whatever reason, we've been giving this... Um, I don't. I wouldn't even say gift. I don't know what you want to call it. We we've been giving this sixth sense, I guess, to keep going because they are showing us signs. Not that we're mediums. I do have some tendencies um, that I've been scared of. <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> since I was a kid, but they're developing, and been, I have no control over. You've been given over. an assignment. You've been exactly. Given an exactly. And my yep, job and in ten sec- is ten my kid seconds. is banging me in the head, <laughs> right. me in the head and telling me to do, me. Um, yeah, to do what he wants done, to let people yep. know the good news. And so that's my job, yep. and that's what I'm doing. Well, I think I'm, I saw that you grew, you grew up, you know, in the Catholic Church. I grew up in the Episcopal Church, very close. And I've had a couple of. Oh, bashings because of my work and and you know i had this woman last week i had a bar from facebook and uh you know she went on she's quoting this she's, i said look at 
He goes, my family's been Christians for 25 years. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm 60. My father worked for the Episcopal Church. I've been a Christian since the day I was born. And I believe in the Bible and whatever. But I also believe that as long as I don't use my gift and for dark purposes, it's, it's to console other grieving parents. It's to bring other people closer to the light of where we're supposed to be going, complete love. That's, you know, to the higher power. So well, people, well, I, I don't know if you've ever gotten bashed for it. You know, well, going to mediums. And what people, people do. Uh, people get nervous so when I do my mm-hmm. talk. Anyone, yeah. uh, I hear people get nervous, and I say to them, you know, and, and I get questions. Uh, people worry mm-hmm. about the mediums and about the being the occult, etc. Yes. I point out to them that you don't believe in mediums, but you believe in prophets. And I point out exactly. to them that Jesus said, Jesus said, "What mm-hmm. I did, so can you do, and more." for I will be with mm-hmm. the Father. And so he's mm-hmm. telling us that uh, this is not unusual. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, this will get your calls. Uh, I believe that when Jesus talked about raising from the dead, he wasn't talking about physically. He was talking about exactly what you and I are talking about now. Right. Spiritual and that, You know what, Bob? That, uh, not Bob. Dave, I'm going to tell you something. The medium that I, I've been seeing since um, I started, actually I saw her for the first time after my sister passed in 2006, four years after my daughter. The other night, and she's a very busy woman. She's just as popular as Teresa Caputo or John Edwards or Sylvia Brown, blah, 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 blah. She actually took time out and wrote on my Facebook, which she normally doesn't do. And she is, what said basically what you're saying. When Jesus rose from the dead and the tomb was that, you know, a lot of it's like everything else in life. People have the free will to interpret things the way they want, you know, and proceed because, you know what, you are saying almost exactly what she told me and everybody on my thousand people on Facebook the other day. That it's uh, go ahead, Bob, uh, Bob, Dave, I'm sorry, Uh, you know, and and. I don't know where Bob's coming through. You have so, a Bob so in your I'm life? Sorry, I'm, I'm not, reading you. <laughs> we're going to find out. Nobody bumping in. Um, no, I'm sorry. My phone broke up. Who was it that wrote that on Facebook? My my intuitive medium, Deborah Hamlin. Oh. She's the woman that oh, I've, okay. I've been yeah, seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You All know, right. even though I have, I'm developing, and I've I've had a gift since I was nine. I was um, to sum it up, I've had MS since I was nine years old. Didn't get diagnosed yeah. until I was fifty. Misdiagnosed my whole life. At nine years old, it's in my book, went into a coma, came out different. I felt different. I saw things. I felt things. I had premonitions, blah, 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 blah. Now it's 51 years later. I mean, even though I had premonitions, people are like, ah, she's a little off, whatever. It's because I didn't know what to do with this stuff. You know, I didn't know what it was about, and I, I got brought up in the Christian church, and I'm thinking, oh, you know, I'm whacked, you know, whatever. But now I have really... I'm trying to get control. I'm working with other mediums now because um, I'm trying to get control over it. Now that it's a bad thing because I didn't understand it most of my life. And I think a lot of people out there, like you were saying, I think it's their fear of their own mortality. You know, we, a lot of people go on and think, oh, we're going to be here forever. They don't want to face mortality. And when you well, and I, I people I, like I, you I and have, I. I have a different view of it as a skeptic, to use a phrase. Um, exactly. Or the people who are... These are, I'm going to tell you what I think it is. I call it, I, I spoke, speak about this, I call it the Santa Syndrome. And what uh-huh. happens, when I, was a little, when I was a little boy, I have a sister who's eight years older than I am, and I was about mm-hmm. four years old, and I said to her, but right. Maureen, 
Maureen, is, uh, is there really a Santa Claus? And she said mm-hmm. to me, really? I said, yeah. She said, no. I said, oh, Maureen. <laughs> you know, and she said, no, no, there really is. There really is. She said, right. And, but here's the thing. The people who are nervous about this are not nervous because mm-hmm. I don't think it's about their mentality. I think that they want this to be true, but they are mm-hmm. so afraid that it isn't that they get nervous and they're afraid to accept yes. it. Right. And so this is what really makes people it's this it's this whole concept that yeah. that yeah. it's not gonna be true. You know, we all have you know, we all when we were little we had Santa and the Easter bunny and the Tooth Fairy mm-hmm. As, you just burst my bubble. There's no Santa in the Easter Buddy, Dave? Oh, no, no, they are. They're, oh, they're man. living on an island. They're living on an oh, island. Oh, thanks. Uh, okay, yeah. you made me feel fired. better. Thank yeah. you. But, but, I mean, that's the thing is that people don't want to invest in something as wonderful as this because they exactly. I mean, this is such wonderful good news that they mm-hmm. are afraid that it isn't true. They want it right. to be true. They're not negative. They're not idiots. They're just afraid yeah. that it won't be true. And well, you know, there, there's a part of my book, and um, I grew up, like I said, you know, my dad worked for the Episcopal Church. My my mother's mother, my mother was a Methodist, and uh, her mother was the organist for the Methodist Church. So I, I had it, like, pounded into my head, you know, which I'm glad now because it gave me a solid ground to stand on years later, you know. I went through my teen years like, oh, God, I don't want to deal with this, you know, but it, it's, it, it worked. It worked for me. But I, I write a part in my book about um, – I, I don't even know my own chapter, to be honest with you, but it's, it's about the hypocrites in the, in the pew, you know. You people – and I'm not calling people hypocrites. Don't, you know. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of bad uh, uh, vibes about this now. But um, um, you sit in that pew in the church – Believing in God and the Father and heaven and all the things that are to come. But when you and I that have gone through such devastation as losing children and have signs sent to us to reinforce that there is a God, that there is Jesus and what have you, we're looked at like we're crazy or these people have gone off the deep end. And I'm like, well, why are you in church? You know, you're, aren't you believing the same thing? What's the problem here? That's the part I don't quite get. You know, I I, I don't get it. You know, no, so, no I, I have I, I really I I really have to apologize to you because I have a I have a, a business conference call that I have to take after eight o'clock, and sure, I wanted sure. to 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 maybe we could re schedule to do something another night. I really want to, I tried to get a hold of you before the show tonight <laughs> to tell you. Oh, okay. So, so okay. I but, but, You're well, welcome anytime, Dave. We about, well, we have about five or six minutes left. If, if you wanted me to, if there's something else you wanted to mention or something else you want to talk about or. Um, actually, let me go over my notes here. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, to, to maybe sum it up, but I'm, I'm going to go out with my, my friend uh, Ron's song, Before You Leave. That's for Great. you. Great. Um, because I, from the beginning of my shows, I said, Ron, help me. And um, he actually wrote on Facebook that he goes, oh, I guess I'm going to be on uh, radio tonight, but I guess it's just my there music. You go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, Great. it was the night because after reading your biography and you're reading the book yeah. and the oldies thing with you with the radio you, you got another oldies fan here i don't care you know i okay. love it i love it and 16 candles is actually dedicated even though we'll change the number 
Um, oh, that's okay. Uh, Nicholas's birthday. Nicholas's birthday was what? Uh, now yours was January twenty eighth. Uh, what when was Nicholas's yeah, birthday? His, yeah, no, no, mine's the twenty sixth. His is the twenty eighth. Okay, yeah. and that's ironic because that was that was my grandfather's birthday, by the way. Yeah, yeah, Nicholas he was and my grandfather on my, on, my, on my birthday, but then Really? Yeah, that's how Meg yeah. and I too. We were six yeah. days apart. Yeah, my actually my mother in law, myself and my only sister in law were born September seventh. My daughter missed it by six days on the first. But so anyhow, tonight I'm going to dedicate Ron's song and God bless you, Ron. I'm beating uh, lung disease because both of my children's illness was lung disease. Um, you know, and he's allowing me to use his music tonight and was with the Great. everybody knows the crest. You know, right. so I'm well, going to dedicate this much. to your birthday and I Nick's birthday and my son tomorrow, my son Donnie, who's in Carolina. Hi, Don. Uh, to your birthday. We'll just change, just change the number. It's it's all about the birthday, you know. Yeah. Well, it's thank all you about, very much. And, and thank you for inviting me, Peggy. I really appreciate Dave, it. Dave, uh, I, so I could talk to you we'll like a million again. years. And, and, and uh, call me. you got my number. Let me know when you I come will. back on. Okay, God bless. And I'm I'm gonna go out with playing this song for you. Okay. God bless. Have a good night. Okay, Okay, here's for you. Okay. Bye. Hold on, listeners, I'm gonna play Ron Bassett's Sixteen Candles. And happy birthday, Donnie. Bear with me.
I'd like to thank Ron Bassett, former member of Crest. And we're playing again. I have to stop it. Must be the kids uh, doing it. Anyhow, and happy birthday to my son, Donnie, 39th tomorrow. I love you. And um, I want to thank Dave again for coming on the show tonight. I'm waiting on uh, for call-ins if you want to talk to me about anything, uh, your children. Uh, grief, uh, if I can help you with anything. Um, Melissa hasn't called in yet for to co-host with me. And um, again, I had uh, Dave Kano with me who's a um, uh, comic uh, comedian and is known as the Pitbull of comedy uh, since the 80s and um, shared his story of his son, Nicholas, who had passed at 18 in the fire in 2003. And um, he is also the author, again, of 41 Signs of Hope. I read it uh, yesterday. fantastic book. Very similar to mine about the signs and the... <clears throat> the um, the numbers, uh, of course, is about 41. Mine is the 222 and the 22, and um, maybe I'll talk about that a little bit. That actually uh, was brought to my attention back in, I think it was 78. Um, my formal name is Margaret Shirley. I don't tell everybody that. Uh, I get, I'm called Peg, nickname for Margaret. And um, my Aunt Shirley that I was named after um, in her late 40s, developed uh, cancer. And my brother had kept bringing to my attention. She was in room 222. I think she died at 222. And then it just kept happening, the numbers, the numbers, kind of like what Dave was going through with the 41 with his son, Nicholas. And for years, I didn't really pay attention to the, the number thing. Um, and um, some of the things that's happened with that uh were um the day my mother's funeral as as we entered the cemetery, my brother goes look at the clock. Uh, the clock on the car was two two two. It's been happening a lot. It happens to me for many reasons, but I see I have a caller. I can continue the story later. But I'm gonna take the caller. So hold on please. Okay. Hello? Hey, Hello. how you doing? It's Ron Bassett. How are you? Hello, Ron Bassett. Thank <laughs> you for calling. I love Thank you. you for, I love you. Thank you, know, you you're, for you're, playing my tune. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know what, Ron? You know what? I, you, you know, we we were neighbors, and even before we were neighbors, we. You're the famous guy. I'm just the Peggy Sue. <laughs> we <laughs> we right. sang together. We've done my my quote unquote my run around Sue. Um, you know, singing is a passion of mine. I grew up in a um, a musical family. My dad actually, if you go, and I, I found this after my dad passed. He was a, uh, well, I knew before, he was a violinist with the, the Washington Symphony Orchestra. His mother had many, many compositions and actually was friends. I don't know if you know this about me. Okay, the whole dirty truth coming out now. My grandmother was friends with Irving Berlin. Do you know that Irving Berlin wanted my grandmother's compositions, and I had them in my possession and um, lost them during the hurricane? Yeah, I lost pretty much everything during that. Yeah, maybe we could talk about that. I mean, my show is about spirituality and helping other grieving parents and just helping people and bring them to the light. And uh, You know what? Since I got you on the phone, 
talk to me, my friend. You you had, if you don't mind talking about it, if you don't want to talk about it, but you've had your own personal experience this past year. I mean, the hurricane was devastating, but you, well, you went through a lot of health um, issues. That happened in November, and um, I was and the hurricane was October twenty ninth. Everything, and then mm-hmm. um, right after that, right after I got settled and restarted again, I was diagnosed with uh, lung cancer, and mm-hmm. they found it to be um, a lot more than they expected. They were very reluctant to operate because of my COPD was, you know, very severe. And you and I are the same age, right? I mean, you're just 60, or you're going to be 61? Yeah, I'll be 60, or? Uh, March 20th. Oh, really? So. Okay. I, I just turned, I'll be, well, I'm not going to push it. I just turned 60 in September. So go with your yeah. best out there, Ron. <laughs> That's so right. I want to hear a little bit, because both of my kids, you know, their disease was, um, they both need a double lung transplant. My daughter, Meg, and my son, Marcus. You remember, right. you didn't know Meg, but you met Marcus because you lived next door to me, the little yeah. guy with the green Honda. And right. he, who looked 12 and was 22. Right. And so lung issues is a – and I also lost my father to COPD. Uh, he was uh, worked for the church at night and weekends. He was what they call the sexton, the keeper of the grounds, the caretaker. But he worked as a boilermaker for Harmon Shops in Croton and Harmon. Uh, a railroad station. He, you know, did the boilers and the asbestos, and he actually was the asbestosis the night. Here, former nurse can't pronounce it right, but that's all good. But so I'm very um, into helping people with lung disease and raising funds and acknowledging people that have it. So tell us your story, Rona, if, if you don't mind. No, you know, not I'm at thankful all. To for I, your music. I, like okay, I was saying, um, after November, um, uh-huh. I just got kind of back, uh, I guess, a little bit on my feet, had the business going, and and a couple months after, I was diagnosed with uh, lung cancer, and Mm -hmm. um, they found a five-centimeter mass in my lower right lobe. Um, Right. My COPD was so severe that no one wanted to operate, but Mm -hmm. they put me through a lot of tests and whatnot. They finally did, and they found most of the cancer up in the... uh, um, right lobe on top, so they removed pretty much the whole right lung. And mm-hmm. um, I had such faith. I mean, I'm not a religious person, but I'm very spiritual, and I have spiritual. a strong belief yes. in God. And that's so, my genre, um, you know, with my, my books well, and my uh, me, Let me finish. Let me, okay. let me just tell you about the uh, experience. My children were a lot more um, upset about things than me, of course. Um, Mm -hmm. I knew that it was going to pull through. I had no, absolutely, um, no worries about the whole thing. I mean, everything that I went through and the whole thing. Um, I mean, I've gone through, after that, pneumonia, uh, you know, a bunch of things that kind of kept me down and just put me down again, but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't lay down. I mean, I got up and did my thing. Um, mm-hmm. I've been doing shows. I've been doing recordings. Um, mm-hmm. My CD is almost. Actually, finished. you did a show. Can I can I step you one just one second? And I'll be quiet. I promise, because you know me as per, on a personal level. But you did a show right the day after you had uh, gone to the doctor because I I it was saw the something day after about I that. had my my throat cut and a tube put down for a, uh, a biopsy. 
Mm-hmm. I did the show. I still had the stitches in. The next day, I mm-hmm. did the show. And wow. Anyway, I was supposed to lift more than 10 pounds, and I wound up lugging 50-pound speakers into a van. And um, Where was Carl? Where was Carl? <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that. Ah, it's but, okay. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. This is unplugged and and and, and uncensored. My show, by the way, <laughs> just like me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, no, I don't but say, tell you us know, about what you what you've gained. <clears throat> like me, that that is, you know, I you know I have MS and I am an asthmatic and um you know health issues and losing two children at twenty eight and twenty two to cystic fibrosis, but it just increased my um level of spirituality by the signs they send. I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that or all you think we're all kooks, but... Huh? No, all the time. I know he's with me all well, the time. That's cool. That is cool. No, so, I know that. It's, tell it's, me, it's t- tell me tonight... Well, it's a given. It's a given. But like, like Dave, um, uh, and, you know, I was... I'll tell you, I, this is my um, eighth show, Okay. I was never so scared to be on. Now, Dave is produced for TV. He's made movies. He's he's a he's a big guy like you 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 are and were for the crest. I mean, you took over for John Meister. Um, I'm just curious. Why don't you have a video what? of this instead of pictures flashing of, what? Uh, of the show, like a, a video camera, like even a Sony? I do. I, I but they don't. They I don't know. I'm still working out the 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 the. the crap in the show here yeah. um i you know uh actually i'm even having problems because I'm, I'm manually like david asked me prior to the show he goes who's your producer i said i am i'm doing the producing i'm do- i'm doing everything i'm actually yeah. p- by the way people think i'm making money doing my show no my, sh- no, my show is promoting okay. my work my right. people that are coming on i'm not paying them we are here to help people That's okay right. and i and and, 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 and you know as far as copyrights and blah, 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 and all that crap, you know? That's, um, that's all nonsense. You know, as far as the music, I would love to play so much more music. I'll tell you, one of the songs that that would have been so apropos tonight was the theme from Ghost, Unchained Melody. One of my yeah. favorite of all songs. And I know you did that. I think that was one of the songs you did right after your, your, your biopsy, uh, right? At the, the Red Line. Night. And I'm going to... Wow. Yeah, did the um, whole night. Can, can you do a little a cappella for us tonight? I mean, because of we, I mean, you're, I'm putting you on the spot, dude. <laughs> can you do a little bit of um, Unchained Melody for us? For me? For, for the uh, audience? I'm kind of <clears throat> coughing my uh, tail off here. Uh, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> I shouldn't have gone out today, but I did. It was like 9 degrees okay. this morning. But no, I know. Normally, I would, I would absolutely say yes, but... You know, there will uh-huh. be other shows, and I'll absolutely do something for you. I would love you to come on as a guest, Ron, and, and just to sit there and actually, you know what, totally unplugged, if you want to call it that, with your guitar. And, you know, we've known each other probably, what, 15 years? Yeah. Probably close to that. Probably close to that. I met you long before I was your neighbor, and, um, you know, sure. and the lead singer from the Crest, oh, my God, you know, I was in awe. You know, and then... Um, that that was white Russian peg. She's changed. <laughs> we called her Lolita. Okay. Uh, they named right. her. She was crazy wild, crazy wild girl. I don't know whether I forced myself on your band the first time I sang with you. Uh, also, people, I do sing. 
I've been singing since I was three, and two years before my dad died, um, who was a musician, um, he threw me the first karaoke, and I know for people that are musicians, oh, that's amateurs. My dad, I thought we were going out for Japanese food. I had no idea what the hell karaoke was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we were at Bose's in Croton at the grandstand, and I'm like, uh, he's having, like, Japanese food here tonight. My father literally, and he used to go out with me with his nebulizer. He would set it up in the kitchen when we would go out. Wednesday night was our night out. He threw me up on stage, and I did My Boyfriend's Back. I've been singing since I was three. That was my... Um, my dad worked a lot of hours, and he'd come home at after both jobs at night in the basement, and that was my uh, quality time with my father, singing since I was right. three years old. You know, yeah. my they used to, and if you've read my book, I, Ron, I, have you ever read my book? Or have you I have it? not. I haven't. Uh, but you know what? Anywhere. For doing this tonight, and let me use your music, I am going to personally deliver one to you, a signed copy. How's that? Uh, I want you. I want you to read that book. Am I a sport or what? <laughs> no, seriously, you need not need to. I would like you to read the book, and it's it's kind of an outline uh, without the dirty details of my whole life. I have three more books coming out. Um, uh-huh. Next is my poetry. Next is my follow up that that book leads into, and actually, I have my fourth book about Hurricane Sandy, and I tell all <laughs> certain town yeah. is not going to like me. Nobody's going to like right. me. You guys are going to like me, but they ain't going to like me. But you know what? They ain't paying my bills, and I don't care. That's I can move. Right. <laughs> I'm doing it. Listen, I'm doing sweetie, it. i got to make a little run, but I really just wanted to call and say thank you. I enjoyed it, and what okay. I'll do is I'll pass it on. Um, okay. You know, I have about 600 Ron, friends. Ron, you're, you're welcome to be a guest any night, and I'm si- I would love to um, see what you're doing now with your music. And, again, this is Ron Bassett. Uh, took over for John Maestro, I'm sure, Brooklyn Bridge, uh, with the crest. And um, if you go to YouTube, you can see Ron. I give a lot of free plugging here, and um, deservingly so. And um, he's played many times at a local bar. That there's a story with me and Redline and Rosie and Rosie's uh, late husband and her daughter's father and her son's father that I will share one night on the show because one of the first times my daughter got really sick as a teenager, Basil was, was in the my hospital manager. with my daughter. Well, my I didn't know that. But um, this is another thing, not about coincidence, but Basil was in the room next to my daughter at 15, and when he found out what was wrong with my daughter, all he wanted to do was bake her a cake. And that's Uh, how I met Rose and Laura. So this is our spiritual connection besides our love for music, you being the professional, me just the fat lady hasn't sung yet. (laughs) (laughs) But I love me. No, I love me. But anyhow. um, um, Two cousins die like back to back this last week and oh did you uh, oh i'm so sorry but they're on um facebook their daughters and if it weren't for facebook i wouldn't have been in touch with my whole family i wouldn't have known anything and, yes um, yes i've oh, been so feeling sorry, i've been feeling my mother's presence so mm-hmm. strongly in the last few weeks that i can't describe it to you it's been overwhelming it's like she's right uh, Ron, here. have you have you heard my archives yet? No. We'll go back, Ron. I, I, here's a shocker for you. I'm a medium too. 
Yeah. I don't know if you well, I am. No, no BS. I've been since I was nine. Been afraid of it. We've actually read people on the show. And I didn't go on the show to do this. I can't read me. I've gone to others. But besides my children and things coming to me, I do read other people. So that's yeah. maybe a little shock for you tonight. Yeah. But um, besides, before you hang up, and I know you've got to do what you've got to do, and I know Rose, who is a good friend of yours, because she... When her second husband passed and they needed to get in contact, Laura contacted me and knew I lived here near you and blah, blah, blah. So I kind of put you together for the funeral thing, if I recall. Yeah. Um, there's a, is there another rose in your life? And I'm giving you a little reading now. I'm feeling another threat of rose. Rosalie, Rosalie, Rosalie. It's Rosemary. Who is yeah. she? She was, um, in fact, it was her sister that died. Who, your mother's sister? No, Rosemary's sister. Really, Rose? What was her name? Rose in your life. It's Rose. Rose. Uh, we call her Rose. Her name is Rose. Okay. Um, and it well, was her she's sister. here. She's 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 with you right now. She's with you now, Rose, for whatever Rosemary reason. Didn't die. Rosemary didn't die. Her sister died. Okay. Rosemary is a person in my life that we mm-hmm. were very very close with. She's my cousin. And it was her sister that passed last week. Is this who is the one that just passed this week? Is it related to the ones that just passed? Yeah, Rosemary. Rosemary mm-hmm. is my um, cousin, and it was her mm-hmm. sister that just died. So okay. that's well, my she's cousin with, too. That's the connection right now. And you know what? For what what you did tonight, I'll give you a full reading, <laughs> free of charge, <laughs> free of charge. No, yeah, you know, like I said, you know, I've always been a little offbeat and whatever, but I've hid a lot of my ta- well, talents or God-given whatever, you yeah. know, because I was afraid for years. But I also, I am, yes, I, I don't practice as a medium. I, I've done it for on and off for years for friends, close friends, and kind of like a goof, but I was right on it and always knew I had something, but I didn't understand it. But I am working with some, actually, I'm not going to mention names at the moment, but some famous people that are even connected to um, Rose from uh, Homestyle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Donna and her friend, and uh, they're helping me with my gift. Um, but we'll, you know what, we'll talk about that privately sometime, but you are welcome to come on the show anytime, Ron. I've got my, all of a sudden my, 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 uh, uh, screen is lighting up with calls. My other co-host is on my niece and, uh, love you, man. I'm going to drop you off a book. Uh, call me. I'll, I'll send you my number privately. I'll drop a book off and we'll, we'll BS for a while. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks a lot, honey. Okay. God bless, Ron. Thank Thank you for your music. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. And you're welcome on any time. Okay, have a great night, honey. Okay, peace out. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Peg. Hi. What do you think? Have you heard the show yet tonight? I heard bits and pieces because I was actually working, but it sounded really good. Well, actually, Ron just came on. Dave was wonderful, our connections. We have a couple of calls. Melissa is my co-host, my niece, editor of my book, uh, my bestseller on Amazon, but it's worldwide, and you can buy it, uh, Barnes & Noble, Special Order, any bookstore. Um, Amazon, cheaper, 303, get my Kindle, you still get the same results. Uh, anyhow, she's my co-host, and we have a couple other callers on. So I'm going to grab the next caller. So hold on okay, one great. second. Okay. Hello? Hello? 
caller? Hello? Well, I think it's one of the callers that didn't hit one and didn't want to talk. So how are you, Melissa? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. Um, actually, can you hold on a minute because Peg has to take a break. I'm going to of play course. another song by Ron, okay, okay. and uh, yeah. I'll be right back. Okay, Sounds we're going to play. Um, talk to you soon. Okay. Okay, no, just hold on, hold on. I'm just going to play this song, and I'll be right back. I'm 
Hello, Melissa. I'm back. Hi, how are you? Good. That was Ron Bassett, who um, was my neighbor, and uh, that was one of his songs that just sang. It was a beautiful song, wasn't it? Was he the one that I met at the birthday party? Um, yes, yes. You met him at my 60th birthday party. Yeah, he's a great party. guy. Yeah, he's yep, really yep. Love Ron. Gotta love I've Ron. Never... Yeah, I've I, never really I listened to I... before, but I love it. I was a music tramp with him. <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. I, my um, friend, God rest her soul, Joanne, owned uh, a bar in uh, Peaksu, New York, uh, very close by me. And Ron was a, the former member, took over. You, you've heard of Johnny Maestro and the Brooklyn Bridge? Yeah. The worst could happen? Okay. Well, he was with the, the, the band, The Crest, and... Um, the Crests are the ones that sing 16 Candles, which I played before. Ron, my friend, my neighbor, took over for him and traveled about the world singing with the Crest. And he actually called in tonight. He gave me permission to play his music, and that was uh, another one of his songs. I have some other, uh, some some of his other music on here. And he just, uh, he after the hurricane, he had to move because his place was right behind mine and totally demolished. So he had to move, and within a month or weeks, he developed lung cancer. Oh, he just thing. won the battle with lung cancer. Had most like he told shared his story tonight. I don't know if you heard it. He no, um, is my age. Okay, well you can always go back to the archives. And anybody of else? I will. I hear or, the whole show. <laughs> oh my gosh! It, it, this was you know the, these shows keep getting more and more amazing. Um, the show tonight was of course with uh, David Kane about his son. Uh, and 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 Nicholas and and the signs and the numbers which I can so relate to and you too because you know how our family goes through the numbers of the two 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 and um, uh, Dave and I I was just drawn to him and uh, what what amazes me I started this show never knew I would have these quote unquote famous people on I mean in the past few weeks I've had a few famous people on world renowned. Um, I feel very blessed, and I feel it's, uh, number one, I give thanks to our Lord Jesus Christ for his intervention in my life and, and for the job he's given me to do from uh, such a devastation of losing my children. No, and, and Dave brought that subject up about loss. We haven't lost them. They have moved on. Um, they've graduated. Okay, that's. I think you know if Dave's still listening because I know he had a business meeting. He's a producer, director, uh, made movies, worked for TV. He has his own radio show over forty years. Blah 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 blah. And I don't mean it in a bad sense. He he's. I was scared to death because I'm talking to the famous David David Dave Kane tonight, and I'm like okay. I'm just the Croton girl that lives in Verplank now with a radio show. And I'm on the air and interviewing a guy that's been in the field for 40 years. You don't even know how scared it was. <laughs> I was well, you know you have an amazing personality. You're not just Peg. I know you say that a lot. No, but no, you no. Have no. A lot I do love myself, but maybe I don't give myself enough credit. But I, I know whatever gifts I have. Um, you know, for years I told people I was writing a book. And yeah, 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 I kept hearing, well, yeah, yeah, I know you're writing a book. Then it got published and everybody, oh, wow. You know, and then people, some read it because they really wanted to read it and, and, and understand it and me. Others read it just out of curiosity so they could sit and gossip. You know, um, uh, Mama didn't raise no fool either. But you no. know what? I ain't a fool. And that's what I want to tell you. And I'm not crazy. And 
And well, I do like have all signs. that you've proven people wrong, that you do have amazing gifts. You know, and, and it's not, stories, honey, so. exactly. And it's, it's not mm-hmm. even about proving people wrong. It's uh, take pity upon those who don't understand. Right. Um, as I think the bottom line, I'm a whole person. I'm probably at 60 more whole now um, spiritually. I've always been very spiritual and religious and what have you. But I think God has given me a gift to do. And if I don't do this job... That is, uh, that's a shame. That's a disgrace, yeah. you know? You're kind of wasting the talent that was given to you if you don't, Exactly, you know? <clears throat> exactly. I mean, like, you know, like I said, Ron was on tonight. I, I, I went, I, and I, I shared this too, and I don't care who knows it. I went through uh, menopausal alcoholism. I mean, I, I've drank all my life, you know. I'm over 21, like I said, and people drink. But during my menopause, and I started getting the losses of my parents and brothers, I I became a drunk. <laughs> I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it. But I've said before, quote-unquote, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. That is next to lemons to lemonade is my motto. Mm-hmm. I ended up in a severe car accident, which almost took my life after my sister died because of my drinking. I own up to it. I never even had a traffic ticket before that in 50-some years. I got a DWI. I served three years probation like a hardened criminal. And you know what? I was because one part of my book, if you remember, Melissa, you edited it, that anybody drinking and driving – and I'm sure my ex-probation pro- probation officer would be happy because we became friends. I loved her, and she ended up liking me. She even came to my son's funeral. Uh, we became friends because she knew she was, you know, very spiritual, too, when we talk about that and whatever. But the definition of the Senate is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. I was a criminal. And anybody that drinks and drives, I mean, you can go out, I think it's one drink an hour. I still, once in a blue moon, stop in, I'll have it, load it down with seltzer. I know what I can do and what I can't do by law, okay? But it's not just mm-hmm. about the law of the land. It's about the law of God. Is um, One chapter of my book is the, um, you're like a loaded cannon. You're the one loaded, and that car, the vehicle, is a cannon ready to knock anything down in sight. And that happened to me one night. I came around a corner, a, a truck was illegally parked, and I drew, drove right through that truck. Right through it, I almost lost my life. So I am turning that around, and uh, not saying you don't have to drink. If you want to go out and have a ball, go ahead. And I said it in my book, take a cab. It's a lot cheaper than lawyers and, and probation and jail time and felonies and what have you. You know, it's not worth it. And the most important thing, it's not even the law of the land, and this is not a lecture. It's a law of life. You know what? If you kill somebody with that car, you're a murderer, okay, no matter how it happens. So if you want to go out and drink, and drive, don't drive, okay? That's my lesson for the night. Okay, I'm sorry. Now I'm shutting up. Go ahead, lesson. Melissa. Tell me about your week. Well, you know what? Lemons and lemonade. Okay, right. and I, people are going to get sick of hearing that, but I feel that God has used me as a tool in a hard way for many things. Okay, mm-hmm. I want to just say one thing before we talk. I opened up, because um, I'm still learning this after eight shows, uh, my chat room, and I see a bunch of people logged on here. But you know what? I have to call my producer tomorrow because I don't know how to use it yet. 
<laughs> so whoever's oh, on my chat room, yeah, there, there's, let me see, we have about six, seven, eight, nine people on my chat room right now. Um, if you'd like to call in or just to listen, I'm sure you can hear me anyhow, either on the Internet, Skype or whatever, um, and on the phone. Call in. If you've got a story to tell, uh, we have about uh, a little less than a half an hour left. And, um, you know, if you get a reading, I don't know. I mean, I, I like I said, I am not a so-called paid medium or professional. Uh, things come, they come. Oh, by the way, I got to tell you a story. You ready for this oh, one? I, I didn't share this with you this week. Okay. Remember George? Remember George that kept coming through? Yes. Well, I found out who he was. <laughs> God, he's been driving me nuts. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, he's been bonkers, girlfriend, bonkers. Well, I have a guest coming on Tuesday night. Another famous author. Her name is Liz, and she's psyched, and I think she's going to be um, – I just want to let you – we have a private thing going on. I'm going to be, some, do, I'm going to be traveling um, soon and do a little bit of motivational speaking. I haven't been on a vacation in years, but it's kind of like a work pleasure trip. I'm going to be going to Virginia Beach in May for a week and do some speaking in my book and what have you. Liz is an author also, and she's going to be on my show Tuesday night. She lost her little boy. Um, Ryan, uh, to cancer, and you and I will talk about that after the show, because I want to share something with you after the show about that. Um, Liz and I hooked up yesterday. She's coming on the show Tuesday, and um, I want to give you the the right name of her book. Hold on one second. Whispers from Heaven, I think it is. Okay, hold on one second. I'm sorry? That's a cute title. Bear with me. Whispers from Heaven, right? (laughs) Okay. It's a great book. I have the book. I download. I have. I, I'll be honest. I haven't read the whole thing yet. I, I'm one of those people. I see the books. I buy them, because I'm an avid reader. Always have been. You know, uh, younger in school when they, I had to read a book, I'd read the, um, the beginning, the middle, and whatever, and I did the best book reports. But now I like reading the whole thing. <laughs> I'm owning up. Anyhow, yes, Liz, Liz, Liz is the author of Whispers from Heaven, and it's about her show, Liz. Uh, Carthy, and it's about her son Ryan, and she will be my guest and Melissa's guest on Tuesday. And I hope you're going to be with us Tuesday because Melissa has of crazy I work will. hours. Of course, I the world. Liz is. We got off the phone yesterday after hours, and we are like soulmate friends from heaven. God sent us together and taken us back together. We bonded. We laughed. We we had a great time. We shared our stories, and I love it. I love it. I don't love the part that what we our bond that we didn't ask for, of course, is losing our. Children. Okay, I have to rephrase that because Dave has got me almost paranoid about that tonight. My my guests. Um, I'm, I'm, we're upset because our children have moved on in the human form. We know there's spiritual around us, you know, all the time because we all get the signs. And <clears throat> for people that I grew up with in Croton, and I'm sure there's many listeners show just for the hell of it, just they go, what's she up to? Don't care. <laughs> you know, great if you're listening for the right reasons. Great if you're listening for the wrong reasons. I got a show. Okay. But we're here to teach. We're here to teach. We've got lessons. We have lessons. We have a place to go and people to save. And the more that I do this work and my what I've gone through took me to writing my book and writing three more books with the help of Melissa being my editor because I don't even speak right half the time. Yes, you do. <laughs> Problems you with the MS. No, but 
No, no, but you know what? I own up. I own up because sometimes I do think I've done that, and I one night maybe we'll do a show just on MS and CS and whatever. But I do have a tendency. I'm not a you know uh, half. Well, I don't know. I shouldn't say halfwit or whatever. I do mix up my words sometimes, and that that's not because I'm not intelligent. I'm very intelligent. It's because the MS cross wires sometimes, okay? And even when I'm writing, I write from my heart and my soul, my every uh, every part of my my being, you know, you know, uh, holistically, body, mind, and soul. But because of the MS, which maybe we should do a show on it one night and have I people think it'd be call really in with MS, you know? Yeah, because you know what. Just like uh, uh, the show is about spirituality, and and it's not just about the signs and Melissa and I reading people or having, and we will have other mediums on reading people. It's about life and teaching, and that's my job is, and Melissa's job, and and whoever comes on my show, all our jobs is about teaching on many different levels, um, from taking what we've experienced and gone through, and to teach others, you know, and part of that teaching on spirituality is cystic fibrosis and multiple sclerosis, two very real diseases, um, two very devastating. I thank God at 60 that I'm still functioning. Uh, yes, I own up uh, by no fault of my own. I do mix up my words sometimes. I I remember before I was diagnosed and almost talking dyslexic to people and hearing myself do it, and, and of course, they probably were embarrassed for me, and, and I'm acting, and I could hear myself doing it and saying, Okay, I feel stupid, you know what I'm saying, but excuse me, I had no control over it. But you know what, I think you we know should what, do though, a show on both. Day, yeah. mm-hmm. At the end of the day, when you think about it, though, nobody's perfect. Nobody speaks perfectly all the time. If you're no, a good person and they you're don't. motivating, people listen to you no matter yeah. what. You know what I mean? Well, that's, so. that's a thing. That's a thing. Um yeah. Actually, I, I'm also dealing with Facebook now and friending people. But I got friends coming. Morning. I'm almost at the thousand mark tonight. By the way, on my own timeline, which I, mean, I can remember a few years ago, my sister saying to me, "Look at you! You got 200 people on your 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 um, Facebook." Facebook. Well, guess what? Tonight, I think I'm hitting a thousand. I think That's I just amazing. Hit. Good for you. Well, it's you know what the thing is. A lot of them just do it because they want to see what's going on because people are nosy. I just hit nine hundred ninety nine. Come on, number thousand. One more, one more coming in, and then I have a thousand. Well, Another the reason, milestone. It's amazing to hit a thousand. You know what? It's not. It, it's not about ego because you know me. It's not about ego. It's about oh. getting the word out about talking about spiritual life and, and God and Christ and and even though, you know, like I said before, there's so many other religions. We we're all one. Mm-hmm. We're all one to the spirit. Well it's about conveying you know, your message um, no matter how it comes out, you know my, what I mean? My message is love. Love love surpasses everything. Love mm-hmm. because even though my children are gone, um one. Here we go. I can, you know, Dave. Like I said, it's going to help. We're going to change that word. Though my my children are not physically in the human form present, they're no longer the caterpillar here. Okay, that's mm-hmm. how I described it to Grandpa years ago. They're, they're no butterfly. longer on Earth as a caterpillar. They fly. They fly. They breathe. They are the butterflies of of life and 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 eternity and what have you. And their lessons were complete. And Mom has to continue on and, because we are one. We are one with the spirit. We are one with our children. And I have to continue the work, even with my crippled butt self here. Sometimes I continue the work, and that's what it's all about. 
for all of us. It doesn't matter, you know, and like I said, a lot of people think, oh, here she goes lecturing. No, it's truth, sweetheart. It's truth, you know. Um, I want to touch as many lives as possible. You know, um, there's going to always going to be controversy, Melissa, you know that. We all go through this in life, and people not understanding what we're doing or maybe disrespecting our, our ideas or our feelings. But the bottom line is that we all have a job to do. And some people, look at me, I'm 60, and I feel like, actually this radio show, my book brought me to that and everything else I go on through, is completing me. Because I'm a talker, and I'm getting the word out, and if you think I'm an idiot, who cares? <laughs> I can't change free will. That's your, that's, think about it, you know? We all have skeletons. We all do, you know, crazy things in life or whatever. But you know what? I'm trying to take whatever I've been through into something good, and it's all about spirit, all about oneness, all about love. So tell me uh, what your feelings are on all that, Melissa. What are you feeling tonight? I feel like it's very true because there's a lot of people in the world that focus on the negative. And I understand mm-hmm. nobody's life is perfect. I'm not saying by any means that we are perfect Hell people. No. But I feel like if nope. you take even, you know, the worst case scenario and you turn it into mm-hmm. some, something somewhat positive, you're inspiring right. someone. You know what I mean? Exactly. You're showing them that you're stronger than the problem that you face. Like we all go through grieving. We all go through illness and loss of friends mm-hmm. and crazy days at work and stress and all these things. But at the end of the day, when you think about it, we're alive. Yep. We have air yep. degrees, a house and over our head, warmth, love, One of the things friends. that Dave brought up tonight about grief, I'm not trying to take grief away from <clears throat> losing a parent or a sibling or a spouse. Mm-hmm. I'm All I'm trying to state and, and, and um, tell people, yes, grief is painful. I've lost all those people. I know that feeling. But I've also lost two children, okay, whether it be one or two, it's just a, children is a whole separate category, and I I, I just try to um, tell, and, and, and Dave, who's lost family members other than his son, uh, mm-hmm. Nicholas, um, said that too, he goes, you know, we're basically, we're not trying to take away from your grief, of course you're grieving, of course you feel that they were real living people, and they served a purpose in your life, and you love them, you know? Right, they're part but of your life, they're part of your All I'm trying to say is know? that Children is a different category. I've suffered losses of the aunts, the uncles, friends, brother, sister, mother, father, uh, husband. Even though Don and I, yes, we weren't living together, but we were in contact every day. Um, of course, I loved him. You know, we were together a quarter century of the of the, of the all the years we were together. We had many children together. We we did many holidays together. Uh, just because you're not with somebody doesn't mean you don't love them or don't care about them. I mean, whatever happens, happens, and that's my business or your business, you know. Um, I still cared. You, I stood by him till the end. I did until death do us part that way, and Melissa, you know that. You know, and most of the family that I was taking care of him and taking care of Mark all at the same time, you know. So I still felt the the loss of my husband you know, of many years, you know, and, and the years of memories and what have you. And, yes, and all grief hurts, and we're all going to lose somebody, and we're all going to go there someday. We're going there, too, and, and people are going to be grieving for us. But what I'm trying to tell people, too, and, and, and be spokesperson for other people that have lost children, the grief of children is really just different. That's mm-hmm. bottom line. So go ahead. Go ahead, 
Tell me what your feelings are. I was also going to say, I think another important thing that you've done with your life is to write mm-hmm. the story of your children. Of right. Leaving your children, because I feel like everyone has a story to tell, and it helps with the grieving parents to have a book out there to say, you know, this is how she dealt with it. Maybe some of the advice that you're giving to that grieving parent mm-hmm. can help them. And I feel like exactly. it's almost like a therapy. Like, you're assisting somebody who might be so brokenhearted and not know what to do, and they read your book and they feel like, you know what, I could be friends with her. She's gone through what I've gone through. Exactly. And I feel like it's really important it's to convey that message. I do, too. Yeah, well, that's one I of the things I agree said. with that. Mm-hmm. When my daughter died Mother's Day 2002, there was no Facebook. Uh, there was probably Yahoo and whatever. I don't even think I had a computer at that point, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, actually, I did, that's another story. But I didn't go on the chats and all that crap, you know, and the hotlines and whatever. I, You know what I did? I drank and I went to bar rooms. <laughs> and I vented and people, well, here she comes. And I've talked about it before. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't know what to do with myself. I wasn't going to take medications. And believe me, the doctors were throwing everything at me. I don't take, I don't take pills. I'm not pill popper okay i drank i drank and i i didn't know i needed to vent facebook saved my life you know a lot of people like oh god well you know what like i said before get off it if you don't you don't want to hear it get off it it's reality you know if that saves my sanity and in a turn of keeping me whole and i can help another parent or another person going through grief or whatever whatever so be it you know I feel like one of the best things about Facebook is you can connect to anyone so that your message, say you're saying, having mm-hmm. a bad day, I just need a friend or whatever, somebody can go exactly. on there and send you mm-hmm. a cute quote, send you a smile, send you a positive message yep. or some advice. Mm-hmm. I love that Facebook connects us all, not just, you well, know, I mean, I like the you fact that connected us to relatives. Somebody, you know, in two seconds. Yeah, I do too. I just I just connected to one of my mother's first cousins who was my age. I met once in my life. Um on the way back, I lived in Cairo, New York, Peggy Lester. Um I don't know if she's listening tonight. Um she was my mother's father's sister's daughter. Though we were the same age, we're both 60 years old. She is now as of this week, she did that DNA thing and informed me of all other our other backgrounds, which I'll talk to you about it personally, Melissa. It was amazing, and it's like the social, not just a social, but it's just such a spiritual thing sometimes. Sometimes Facebook, you know, my ex-boyfriend's like, hey, Facebook's evil. Whatever, you know, it, may, it can be, because you, you you got like anything else in life, friends or, or acquaintances that are just gossip mongers, you know, or whatever you want to call them. People just thrive on the gossip and the, and the tragedy and whatever, just because they have no life and they just want to... Um, be nosy, you know? But then you have other people that are alone, and like I was, I mean, though I had, you know, three other living children after my daughter died and whatever, I was searching, I was dealing with feelings I didn't know how, because just like being a parent, you, the babies come into this world. There's no real book on that. There's Dr. Spock. But there's no real book on, especially when at three years old, like make a diagnosis of cystic fibrosis that most doctors didn't know about. I didn't know how to deal with it. I took nursing. I went to Vassar, you know, for nursing. We didn't get taught on genetics, you know. I worked in home care for 25 years. I did my own business. Knew nothing about it, you know. 
But so now you have this where we can talk about cystic fibrosis. We can talk about MS. We can alert other people. If you had, I mean, for years I had the symptoms. I was misdiagnosed for 41 years, knowing, and everybody's like, oh, you're hypochondriac, you're this, you're that, you're a chronic complainer. No, I got MS, okay? I was almost relieved when I found out. Is that crazy? Because, no, you know, I you feel know, like you finally had an answer to something that was driving you crazy for a while. Exactly. You know? Just just like CF. I was told if you read my book, The Drama Queen, my actual pediatrician for my daughter called me a drama queen. And I, if you go, go read my book, it's three bucks on Kindle. Get the Kindle version. Actually, I make more on Kindle than I do on my books because they're making it. But it ain't a hell of a lot, believe me. But anyhow, it's and it's not even about the money, which I talked to Liz about, who's going to be on my show Tuesday night. Yeah, we're not rich people. Just because I have a TV show and a best-selling book, trust me, we ain't making a whole hell of a lot of money. Okay, it's not about the money. It's about getting the word out, helping other people. Because, you know, when everything's said and done and we're buried, and what is your epitaph going to read? Oh, she has a nice car. She had a nice house. That's your epitaph. So what? Once you're done, you're done here. It's what you contribute to life to bring you to the love of God and, 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 and love in general is what's important. It's not how what's what's the best shoes you have and, 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 and you know, I, I watch like uh, entertainment tonight and it's like and they're all the phonies, you know, coming on with their fancy dresses and the poses and whatever. Get the hell out of here. You know what I'm saying? It's about your heart, your soul, your spirit and love, you know? It's not about what you put on your back or on your feet or whatever. As long as you're warm and you go, Yeah, we all want to look nice as part of being human. But that's not what's most important. Because you know what, when we're gone from here, it ain't gonna matter. Okay? That's right. my word of the night. It's what it ain't we did on matter. Earth that matters. It's how we treated people, how we were as a yep. person, the things we contributed exactly. to society. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to play one more song, and then we'll talk a little bit more. How's okay. that? Does that sound good to you? Sounds great to me. I'm, I'm thankful that Ron called in tonight. It was cool, kind of cool. Actually, right after he had his, uh, like we talked about, I was surprised Ron called. It was a nice surprise. And I'm going to personally deliver him a book. He hasn't read it yet. But, oh, he's um, going to love it. Let's I know. Well, you know what? He did a song here, and I think it's when he was sick, and so his voice wasn't totally wrong, but he did it with uh, his former associate who lives right behind me still, Carl. And mm-hmm. it's called Mustang Sally and Midnight Hour, a melody. And it kind of caught my eye because my mother's name was Sarah, and but Dad always called her Sally. So this is tribute to Melissa's grandmother, my mother. Melissa's look-alike. Melissa looks exactly like my mother. It's eerie, okay, (laughs) but nice, okay? So I'm going to play this song, and then we'll talk a little bit more and then wrap up the show and talk about Tuesday's show, okay? You there, Melissa? Oh, I'm there. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Stop your texting. I know you with that texting. Okay. No, <laughs> Hold on a texting, second. I swear. The noise I'm just kidding. went out of I'm... my phone. I promise. No, it's okay, sweetie. Okay. Hold okay. on. I'm going to play it now. Okay. Hold on. Okay, this is to you, Grandma. Okay. It's from Melissa and me. There you go. Thank you, Ron.
Thank you, Ron. You're still there, Melissa, right? That was awesome. Yeah, it was really good. Yep. Well, it's it's beyond unplug. Unplug means usually acoustic and what have you, but um, like I said, I played Nicholas' song today, playing at a club, and it's it's not your average jukebox uh, music, but you can, you can buy the music, you know? And you had the background of people having a good time and what have you, so it's the uncensored version. That's Peg's show, you know? Uncensored. Yeah, you know? it sounds like dance and, music, like people could rock out to it at a barbecue or something. Well, you know what? You know? That's kind of like what Dave was talking about, like, you know, his son Nick, before he died, obviously had premonitions and what have you, that that something was going to happen. That's why his play came about, his movie came about, you know, of, of 41 Signs of Hope. And uh, my friend Ron, um, who just went through lung cancer, it's all about living and having a good time, and it's about the dance, you know? Life's a dance, man, you know? I sound like Janice. Life's a dance, man, you know? Just keep on <laughs> dancing. Yes, keep on dancing, yep, yep. And if anybody else has some music they'd like to play on my show, then as long as they don't charge me, we'll go for it, you know, and I'll give you full yeah, credit. Yeah, that'd be great. But, you know, I, I, I've been trying to get music because, you know, music's been an important part of my life. Uh, Melissa, like I said before, she's a teacher. She's my editor, uh, my confidant, my niece. Uh, she's also a singer, a uh, talented woman, tried out. <laughs> we got a minute and a half left to the show, but she okay. tried out for American Idol. Now, you went out to California for that? I did. Right? And she yeah. also tried out for X Factor, and she has a great voice, and uh, that's been a big part of our, the M, my maiden name was M, I M M. stupid name, but we love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Singing is a very now, Peggy, big passion in our family. It just, I don't yeah, know, every music single part of I mean, our life is connected to some type yeah, of The picnics, thing, the barbecues, know? the Christmases. <laughs> exactly. Well, we got about a minute left, Melissa. I want to... Um, Looking forward to my Tuesday night show with Liz and her book. And um, I hope you tune in that night and have some callers come in. And I'll figure this chat room out because I had several people on chat. So we have about 30 seconds left. Melissa, I'd like to thank you. Melissa M., love you. Thank you so much for letting and, me be on the show, of course. Oh, get get out of here. Get out of town. You know? <laughs> of course, you're bothering me. I just me. appreciate and it because you're awesome. Ron Bassett, former singer for The Crest, took over Johnny Maestro, 16 Candles. And, um, of course, Dave. Dave Kane, author of 41 Signs of Hope. Thank you all for calling in tonight, and you have a great night, and God bless you all. Have a great night. Okay, see you Tuesday. Bye-bye. See you Tuesday. Have a good night.